This episode may contain language or discussions that may be offensive or triggering. Refer to the episode summary for details. So welcome to the She Confidential Podcast. And my name is Charlene Ketchum. And today I am chatting with Mrs. Tarika Wheeler. She's the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a career and development consulting company. And today we're going to talk about how women can develop and communicate their professional brand. Uh, these days... <laughs> Ooh, the <laughs> pandemic has opened eyes. Yes. Oh my you know, God. I mean, people have decided that they are going to start claiming their joy. Uh-huh. And that means professionally, uh-huh. whether you're trying to figure out how to navigate moving up or into a different role within the organization you're, you're where you currently are uh-huh. or starting your own business. And what I love about what you do on social media with professional DNA is you cover all that <laughs> because a lot of people... They're telling everybody, dump your job and become an entrepreneur, uh-huh. which, you know, that's all good, too. I'm all for that. But that's not for everybody. That's right. And so we need people who also speak to those who aren't necessarily looking to become entrepreneurs, uh-huh. but who really are trying to figure out how to articulate and tap into their value. Yeah. And you provide information and resources and support for people in both those camps. So thank you for covering it all. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for having me. And thank you for recognizing that because you're right. Like we're in this great resignation and, you know, people are leaving their jobs left and right. And, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Being a business owner is not for everyone. And if we all leave the workplace, where's the representation? So we, <laughs> you know, what's, what's going to happen? So we, we got to know what's our calling, right? And what's our purpose and, and where we need to be. Um, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer also that we have a dynamic life and we can do multiple things. So, you know, most mm-hmm. millionaires actually have multiple streams of income. And a lot of times we see one or two, but we don't see the other five. Right. And so you can have a nine to five and have that kind of traditional career path. But at the same time, you can have an entrepreneurial journey as well to where you start your own business. Right. Or you're perhaps you have passive income opportunities and you're doing real estate investing or you're investing in the stock market. There's so many different things that we can do. We don't have to limit ourselves to just one. And I I want especially women and especially women of color. We do not have to limit ourselves. We need to operate in this limitless mindset and take those barriers and those kind of um, perceived barriers sometimes, like get them out of the way, get out of our own way so that we can live that fulfilling and limitless life. But yeah, you're right on. I try to cover that full gamut because I believe that that's, that's how we live. That's how we operate. We're not just in one space. We definitely operate in multiple. And if we're not, we definitely should. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, why do you think that we as women that we often struggle so much with limiting? Why do we limit ourselves? You know, it's, it's so funny. Someone asked me a similar question. Um, and I think a couple of things. One, just women in general, we're nurturers. And we tend to take care of others before we take care of ourselves. Even you could even not have children. And, and there's this tendency Um, And the way we're just, I think, just naturally created that we are a a caretaker, we are a helpmate, we are supporters, we we just, we naturally go into this nurturing mode. And I think that's why we challenge, we're challenged oftentimes with how to show up and how to show up boldly for ourselves, how to show up confidently for ourselves, because the, the spotlight is on us instead of the spotlight being on others and, oh, I can help you, I can support you. 
you know, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily need to be the one that's in the front. And it's, it's difficult. It's difficult if that's your mindset and that's what's in your subconscious mind. But at the same time, you're also saying, I want to advance and I want to do more because you're, you're, you're tra- you've already trained your brain to think differently. You've trained your mind to think differently. Your behaviors and your actions speak differently. And even though it's coming out of your mouth and you're saying, I want to grow, I want to advance. I want the promotion. I want the new project. I want the new client. Your actions and your behaviors and your thinking, it doesn't always align. But I think some of it is because we are in this place of being nurturers. And I'm not saying that's a bad place, but we have to understand where to apply it. I think for Black women in particular, I think sometimes we are caught up with the past and caught up with like those memorable experiences that have been negative that we feel like wherever we go, that's where it's going to be. Um, Especially when we're experiencing a lot of microaggressions within the workplace, we kind of assume that everyone's going to be like that boss. Everyone's going to be like that colleague. Everyone's going to be like that company. And so it's a defense mechanism actually for us because we don't want to feel that way again, right? We don't want to, we don't want to experience that again, or I don't want to be, I don't want to be put to the, to push myself to a limit, right? I don't want to come out of character. So like automatically we put ourselves in the space of, let me box myself into what's comfortable and what's safe because I've got this like muscle memory here that I don't want to feel that way. I don't want you to, you know, I don't quote unquote, I don't want you to take me there. So I'm going to protect myself and not put Mm -hmm. myself in those situations. But what we do is we cut ourselves off from opportunity. We cut ourselves off from advancement. We cut ourselves off from our blessings because we are so concerned about thinking that what happened in corporation A is going to happen in corporation B, right? Or what happened with this supervisor can happen with that supervisor. So I think those are a couple of reasons why um, sometimes we struggle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was just, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, that's been me. That's been me. That's been me. <laughs> I've been there. You know? yeah, I've been I there. mean, it's, you know, I've even heard, I've even said to people, well, it could be worse or you don't want to mm-hmm. go someplace that's worse than where you are. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I've said that so many times and I've heard other people say that mm-hmm. so many times. Mm-hmm. It's a protective factor. And honestly, you know, our minds, I, I was I was literally, I was just doing a training um, like a month ago. And it's like, you know, our minds are actually trained to protect us. Like it, it, we mm-hmm. have to train our brains to do, to do differently. Our, even our subconscious mind, like our subconscious mm-hmm. mind controls so much. It, it helps you with your behaviors and your actions. Like it's an influencer, right? That little bitty voice back there. Right. That, that that's where like our limited thinking starts that can turn into limiting beliefs, which are not our truth. Right. It's just what we've concocted back here because we're honestly trying to protect ourselves to not feel the way we felt once upon a time. Right. Or not go back mm-hmm. to that place where we were. And so even you think about um, if you've ever stood like at the top of a building or like a roller coaster and you get like that little shiver effect, that, that fear is 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 in us it actually is is by design it's like the defense mechanism to let you know danger is coming and i think when a bad event happens or a challenge happens or something doesn't go well in our personal lives or in our careers we get that little shiver and we don't want to feel that again and so we don't even realize that we are blocking ourselves Right. Mm -hmm. Because and and it's again, it's not from a negative space. It honestly is because you're you're trying to be protective. You don't want to go back there. Mm -hmm. Instead, we have to train our brains to win. We have to train our brains to not 
go in that direction and reconfigure that thinking to where we take that limited thinking and that limiting belief and we say, well, what's the truth, right? We confront it like head on. What's the truth? Because when we can confront that head on, we can start to put like strategies and tactics in place so that we can push forward and not be in the same place for three years, not be in the same, you know, role for five years, unless that's where you desire to be. And you've gotten to a place in your career that, you know what, this is where I want to be. This is where I'm retiring from. That's different. But if you know that you're designed and designed for more, like, you know, that there's got to be something greater. A lot of times it's because of what we're thinking back here, right? Not right here that we think about every single day, but what's back here. Right. What what do you what what are you lost in in your thoughts? What do you go to bed with thinking about what you can and cannot do? Yeah. Yeah. And how do we so in order for us to believe shed those limiting beliefs, we've got to first be able to tap into our strengths and our own values. Uh And how do we start to do that? How do we discover our professional DNA? Question of the day, right? Question of the day. So first of all, professional DNA, um, just so that everyone understands. So I talk about your professional DNA being your defined natural abilities to succeed. We are all unique. There is not a thumbprint that looks like yours. There is not a um, biological makeup, a DNA makeup that looks like yours. We're all unique. Professionally, it's the same thing. I could be a creative You could be a creative, but the way that I execute on my creativity is different. There's something unique that you bring to the table. There's something that there are some things that you do so naturally well. It comes to you naturally. You're always constantly being recognized or complimented around it. Or when you perform that particular thing in a certain way, it literally rises above things that are around you. We have to discover those things. And the best way to start discovering your professional DNA is to sit down and do an inventory of your accomplishments because you can kind of back into it, right? And some people will already say, well, I haven't accomplished anything. Wrong. Wrong. You have, right? So we got it. Sometimes we can't think of like the big thing that got you a trophy or a certificate or an employee of the month, right? Let's go deeper, right? Let's not be superficial. Let's go deeper and think about the accomplishments because you are demonstrating value to your companies and organizations and firms every single day, every single day. Every metric that a company has, has an employee tied to it. If that company says that they have exceeded their Q2, uh, maybe their their Q2, you know, revenue targets by 25%, how did you contribute to them exceeding their revenue targets by 25%? What is it that you did? And I'm guarantee you every single person in that company in some way has been tied to that increase of 25% or exceeding that target by 25%. We got to think deeper. And so when you start to do that and you think about your accomplishments, I literally want you to get a pen and a paper and you just start to write them down, no matter how big and how small. And then you back into it because then you're going to really be able to say, okay, well, what did I do? to accomplish this, right? Right. What did I actually do? And then you start to kind of get it down to a single word. You keep just backing out of it and backing out of it and backing out of it. And eventually you get to, I'm curious. I'm a strategic thinker. I'm a creative problem solver, right? I am a dynamic creative. I am a, um, I'm a strategist. I'm a strategic or what have you. Like you start to get to those kind of adjectives, if you will, 
that mm-hmm. are really speaking to your defined natural abilities to succeed. It might be that you're a great team builder. It might be that you're funny. Do you know how many offices are just boring and they just need someone to be funny? Like, I have been in some boring offices, okay? <laughs> and But yet there's someone that brightens up the room. There's someone mm-hmm. that just brightens up the office. Like, oh my gosh, where is he today? Where is she today? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that might be a part of their professional DNA. The person who is always bringing forth an innovative idea, maybe innovation, right? You, you may not know how to implement it, but perhaps you're coming up with innovative ideas all the time. Perhaps innovation is a part of your professional DNA. But once you know what your professional DNA is, the real key is then how do you leverage it? so that you can advance in your career, right? And I just actually, um, gosh, for my, my, my whole, this whole birthday celebration, I've been, I'm celebrating the whole month of March, okay? Sure, like the whole month of March, I, I am celebrating, love right? So I, I love seeing it. Oh my gosh, I celebrate. So my, my uh, 42nd birthday was on March the 2nd. The, bir- the one year anniversary of professional DNA was on March the 2nd. So I was just like, guys, we're celebrating the whole month of March. And I released an ebook to help people understand just how to do that. How do you discover and leverage your professional DNA so that you can level up in your career. Because it is it is a process and it's iterative. It's a process that actually you keep doing because we are growing constantly, right? Especially as we think about like personal and professional development, you may start to discover some things that you is really in that defined natural ability that you didn't know. And you might, you don't, you might, you don't know it in 2022, but you figure it out in 2024, right? So it is a process that's iterative that you can continue to do. But it's, it's, it's so incredibly important when you know your value and you know how to demonstrate your value. That's a game changer. Like it sets you on a whole nother level and a whole nother platform because one, you will, you know what you will and will not tolerate, and two, you know, you know what you're bringing to the table. You know what you're able to actually provide value to that company, to that organization, to that firm in your business, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, when you know that you know that you know, (laughs) you know, you're dangerous. Yeah, you're dangerous. You are unstoppable (laughs) when you know that you know that you know, you're unstoppable. Uh, We get to a certain level in our lives, in our careers, and we just, we, we, we lose a little bit of that swagger. We lose a little bit of like reminding ourselves of how dope we really are. And sometimes you have to just look in the mirror yeah. and affirm yourself and just say like, I'm that chick. Like I'm, I'm that girl. Like I, I am doing amazing things. I am accomplishing amazing things. I am knocking out my goals. I have a vision. Like sometimes we have to just look ourselves in the mirror as one of my friends just said the other day, bonnet and all, and just look ourselves okay. in the <laughs> You're like, I'm fine, just like this. Oh, I ain't even brushed my teeth yet. Right, and just remind ourselves to say, hey, you, you right Mm -hmm. there in the mirror, you, you are amazing. You are enough. You are more than enough, right? We have to talk positively to ourselves and also affirm ourselves, but do that like in private. Like you don't need anybody else to hype you up. Like really get in the mirror and do that exercise. And if you need to do it by yourself, cause you work, you know, my kids, they're so shady. They'll come in, they'll just laugh. Like if they ever saw me just having a moment, oh my goodness, like they're like, what is wrong with this woman, right? So you, you might have to lock the door and just have a moment with you. Be your own hype man, be your own hype woman. Like, and really affirm yourself so that when you show up, Right. When you show up at work, when you show up on meetings, when you show up in calls, 
Your confidence is there. That's why I love She Confidential. I, I and I it because yeah. even though that play on confidential, I like the word confident in confidential because yeah. we have to be confident about who we are yeah. and whose we are, and we have to show up that way with others, right? No one else can define mm-hmm. how we show up except us, and we've got we have to as women, especially Black women, we have to do a better job of affirming ourselves and doing that positive self talk. To where, like you just said, can't nobody tell you nothing. And I'm not saying coming in and being, you know, cocky and arrogant, but I want you to be confident and bold. I want you to be confident and bold. And it is those that are confident and bold because a majority of the time, you know the job. You know how to do the work. You've been doing it. They hired you. Like, clearly you're capable. You're qualified. You got the skill sets, right? But if you want to grow and advance, you have to be confident and bold in order to grow and really advance in your career, in that professional journey. But yeah, I love that. I love that you start singing that. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Yeah, it's, I'm big on like songs. So one of the things I do every day is I have a get hype song. Mm, I, I love literally, it. Like it drive when I lived at home, it drove my mother crazy. And when I used to live out of town and I'd come and stay <laughs> on the weekends, me and my cats, well, mm-hmm. I have one now when I had two cats, but mm-hmm. I would stay at my mom's house and it drove her crazy because <laughs> I wake up in the morning, I'm happy. I don't care. Whatever it. time it is I wake up, I wake mm-hmm. up, I'm happy. I want to talk. I want to sing. Yes. And so I have a Get Hype song. I love it. Every day. I love <laughs> like, it. And love that's it. the song. Like, I dance every day. Now, most yes. people have never seen me dance. And probably, <laughs> I dance every day at home. I do everything. But it's it. just, like, for me, it's an important part of the day uh-huh. so that I can just, like, really just be me. Yeah. Like how we are when we're kids. Yes. When we're kids. Unapologetically. Kids, like, yes. put on a whole show. Yes. Yes. They don't care if they're any good. That's right. They do it just because it feels good right. and it's right. fun. And you can't tell that kid that they are not killing it. Can't tell them nothing. Absolutely. We grow up. Yep. People start telling us, oh, well, that's not appropriate or this is not you. Be humble. Uh-huh. You know, you're being too bold. You're being too loud. Yes. And so we start to retreat into ourselves uh-huh. and then we get into this competition with other people. And that's why I love professional DNA because that emphasis yeah. on who we are uniquely. Yeah. It's like the whole, when we talk about the bread aisle, there are so many brands of bread uh-huh. and they're all doing well. Or uh-huh. They wouldn't be in the stores, uh-huh. but we'll say, well, I can't do this because there's all these other people who are doing this or these other Mm -hmm. people are in this room and they have this degree or that degree or they've been Mm -hmm. doing it longer than I have. Uh No, you are you. Exactly. And I love you emphasize like, oh, look at your skills and what you contribute to the win. Because even when you've described it, I'd never heard it that way because I've, and I'm sure, so I've overlooked things because Uh I always look at, I wasn't the driver of that project or I wasn't right. the driver right. or the lead person to that success. Mm-hmm. But when you said, look at those end results and those metrics, mm-hmm. everyone is contributing in some way. Absolutely. And when you describe it that way, it's like, okay, let me look at the day-to-day things that I'm doing. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm contributing to more than I thought I was. That's right. That's right. I am, um, I have a, an amazing mentor. Uh, he's a, a pediatric trauma surgeon and I worked in a children's hospital for about nine years and he talked about patient safety in a way that I'd never had it heard it described before, but it stuck with me like all these years. And he said, you are either 
in a position, and, and it sounds crazy morbid, but he said, you're either in a position of saving lives or taking lives. And we just used to be blown away when he used to say mm-hmm. that. And when he broke it down to us, he said, because here's the thing. In this hospital, we are about saving the lives of children. We are about making them well, making them whole, right? Patient safety right. involves everyone from the cook to the janitor to the nurse to the patient, to the educator, to the financial um, advisors, every single person touches that patient's journey in some way. So I may have performed the operation, but you actually prepared that patient's food and you prepared it in the correct way because it was in alignment with their diet. Can you imagine if you did not give them the actual food that they were supposed to have and they had something they were allergic to, you could impact that patient's life. You're going in and you're cleaning a patient's room. If that child has some type of autoimmune disease and you didn't clean that room to the standard in which it needed to be clean, you're putting that patient's life at risk, right? Every single one of us. And he used to have, um, he changed the whole culture within the hospital. He used to have meetings, like grand round meetings that were typically only for clinicians, only for doctors, only for nurses. And he would invite anybody who is a part of the patient journey. If you cleaned the green mm. unit, you were in this meeting. So you had the, the janitor or the, the shift, a representative from the shift who was in the cafeteria at that moment. Everybody attended patient safety meetings. Why? Because everyone has a role in patient safety, right? And it, First of all, it was so empowering and gave so many people confidence that they were sitting in the rooms of people that they didn't even think they could speak to. And he said, why would you think that you, you, you shouldn't speak to me? Why would you think I wouldn't speak to you? I can't do, I can't do my job at a hundred percent without you. Right. So why would you think that? Mm -hmm. I think so many times we kind of count ourselves out because we think that we're not enough or we're not worthy to be at a certain table and have a certain seat, right? And we have to be in a position to where we know that everything that is happening around us, especially in the workplace, we have to know how we contribute to it, no matter where you work, from the admin to the security guard to the CEO, Everybody has a role in the success of that company and or organization. Look at what happened in the pandemic, Charlene, when you had, um, uh, what do we call them? Um, not critical workers. You had um, essential, essential, essential workers. workers. Yes. And look what happened. And that definitely changed to what we would have called an essential worker prior to the pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we were, you, you were essential. There were, it was like, yeah. wait a minute, I'm, I matter? Are you kidding me? What's going yeah. on, right? It just it flipped the definition yeah. so much, right? We need to really understand that we are essential. And if you are not essential, make yourself essential to the process. Make yourself essential to the bottom line, right? Find a way that you can demonstrate value to what's important to that company, to that organization. You know, as you're talking about like your professional brand and your personal brand, a part of that needs to be that you're positioning yourself so that you can actually demonstrate your brand and you're positioning yourself by making sure that the work that you're doing is not just, yeah, okay, that's the work of my job description. That's what I'm supposed to get done. But what, what pieces of your work actually tie to what's really important to that company or organization? What connects to the bottom line? 
What connects to the strategic plan? What connects to the goal? And some people will say, oh, I don't even know what our strategic plan is. I don't even know. Well, you got some homework to do, right? You got some homework to do. You have some planning to do, Lucy. Like, you got to figure it out. Like, what is it? What are the things that are there? You have not, because you sometimes ask not. Perhaps it's a question. Hey, what what are our goals for this year? Do we have a company strategic plan? What are our core values, you know? Yeah. Wow. And that makes me think of how often people say, well, I haven't done that job before. I haven't been in this role before. I don't have those skills. And again, you've got to do that digging and we've got to take some accountability. Yeah. You just said, I have definitely been in, in, there've been seasons in my professional career where I couldn't have articulated what Uh the company's goals were. Right. And that's a problem because I can't complain that I'm trying to move up if I don't even know what the game is absolutely what the needs are absolutely. i've got to do their needs assessment first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and see where am i in alignment with my current skills and my experiences and my contributions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and that i think that's a part that we miss it's a part that we really miss and we um we take it for granted yeah. we truly take it for granted and um We've got to do, we got to do better in that area. We have to do better in that area. I think sometimes we, we stunt our own growth because we're not willing to um, really just think a little bit differently when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But fortunately people can work with career strategists who can help them do just that. (laughs) Absolutely. 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 That's, that's the beauty of it. I tell, I tell people, people always ask, how'd you get into, you know, being a career and mindset strategist and honestly because i wish i had one i wish there there are experiences in my career that i wish i didn't have to um experience and go through had Mm -hmm. i actually had a career and mindset strategist or a coach to help me navigate Mm -hmm. through it so for me it's because i want i want professionals especially women women of color and working parents like i want them not to experience some of the heartaches that i have and to really be strategic about their career advancement and to know you can be ambitious and you can have a vision for your career and still have a life a personal life that is fulfilling and that is fun and you achieve that work-life harmony but you can still have an amazing career where you are wanting to climb right and constantly advance Mm -hmm. that can happen as well and I think sometimes we just, um, we, we lose sight of that. And I, I lost sight of that. And I know what that feels like to lose sight of it and don't want to see that for other women, don't want to see that for other professionals and working parents. And so that's, that's my why, you know, that's why I really do it. It's because I don't want to see others experience some of those challenges that I did. So what are some of the specific things that career strategists can, can do to help? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that we help do, um, and and speaking to me specifically, but even just in general, is gain clarity. A lot of times we have this fog and this lack of clarity, and we forget that, you know, there was a why or there was a focus, there was a goal at some point. And so it helps you gain that clarity and get rid of that fog. Um, by defining your your vision, by defining your mission statement, by helping you understand how to write goals that are measurable and attainable, right? Like that, you hear people say, oh, make smart goals. Well, what does that mean? And how do you really do that, right, as it relates to your career? So that's one piece is getting clarity. The other is helping with mindset. Mindset is the foundation of everything. 
right? It's, it's your perception of the outcomes of your world, right? Your life, your career journey, what have you. And if you can get your mindset right, everything else going to be okay. Right. If you can really get your mindset right, it serves as the foundation for everything else. And so it's working through that. It's not just it's not just a matter of, oh, let me read affirmations every day. Like we literally have to train our brains and train our minds to win and train our 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 ourselves to think differently and shift um, our mindset. So I, I in particularly talk about cultivating the right mindsets because it's not just one. You just don't go from a fixed, you know, fixed to growth. There's lots of different mindsets where we need to make shifts at different moments and times in our lives. The other thing that um, career strategists and, and coaches really help with and something that I am incredibly passionate about is strategy is actually building strategy. Strategy is not always easy because it's oftentimes tailored specifically to the situation. It's tailored specifically to the person and the environment. And so developing a strategy that has the overarching concepts of what it is you're trying to achieve, but then the action plans and the habits that need to serve as the underpinning of all of that so you can actually get to where you want to go. And developing that career strategy, um, I recommend having a one to two year career strategy that's got some really clear milestones, having someone to help you work through that and then how to actually implement it is incredibly powerful and is one of the benefits of working with a strategist or coach to get you there. Um, and then the last thing is, for, and if this is a, spe a special area that I like to focus in on just because of who my, my target audience is, is work-life harmony. It cannot be work, 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 drive, 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 and you are not enjoying your dynamic life, right? So whether that is you in your personal life and you have a family and then you've got travel and leisure, you have health and wellness, you have your finances, there's all these different areas within your life. And we've got to give the great amount of attention and energy that's needed. That's why I say harmony and not balance, because I don't want you battling. I don't want you trying to balance between you and your family. I want work and family to be integrated um, and coexist together, right? Let's, I tell people all the time, how do you have a work calendar and a family calendar and a a personal calendar. Everybody's got like four and five different calendars. You got one life. How's how do you how's everything so spread apart? Let's think of our master calendar where you can really plot everything out and you are that way you're able to integrate and coexist. And that's an area that I've had to get better at. And it honestly took some really tough times for me as a mom to get better, right? It it I'll never forget when my youngest son who is at, all my kids play sports and activities and and he's uh, avid sports uh, player both basketball and football and my child got desensitized from me being at his games like it didn't matter that I wasn't there it used to at some point and then yeah. he got to a point to where mom not being there was like the norm that yeah. and it took me a minute to like realize I was like oh, you know my mm -hmm. husband's there he, he's good no like that impacted him but what yeah. it really didn't hit me until he didn't care and when he didn't care and he got into that space and that I felt like was almost like a defense mechanism for himself that like work, mm -hmm. mom's working, you know, that's more important. I made it my business. I was like, I'm not missing his games. I'm not missing his games. And it mm -hmm. took me way too many years to get to that place. But yeah. I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not doing it because I need to be able to manage my day 
right? And manage what's happening in my professional world along with what is happening within my family. And there has to be cutoff points. I need to be able to be present. Work-life harmony is about being present in the moments in which you need to be present. You can't be present everywhere, right? We can't, we cannot do that. I know someone who's be omnipresent, not me. So <laughs> we cannot, so, <laughs> we cannot. And so we gotta, we gotta be really careful about that. Um, and even for ourselves, maybe you don't have children, but showing up for yourself, it can't be all showing up for work and work and business and you don't show up for yourself and you're not doing self care. You're not taking time to really take care of your health. Like I literally know women who just don't go to the doctor. They don't have time. And I'm like, well, how do we not have time for our health? And I can say that because that used to be me. Like, I don't need to go to my checkup. I'm good. I feel amazing, right? I feel great. Why do I need to go to this annual checkup? I'll go next year. Like literally putting things off because we're so consumed with work. And we need to be consumed with life and not consumed with work, right? And not be so consumed with family and kids. Sometimes we don't do things or pursue our goals because we're so consumed with family or we're consumed with kids or we're consumed with the the parents that we might take care of, whatever it may be. We need to be consumed with our life and then let's apply time and energy respectively, right? In our various areas of our lives. Yeah. I just love your holistic approach. And I love, as I hear you talking about this, I think about when I was in high school or in college and we were, and I'm, I'm 40, I'm how I'm 41 now, I just think, <laughs> I'll be 42 this year, but we weren't having these conversations uh-huh, when uh-huh. I started my professional career. Yeah. And I just love that we are now because uh-huh. I think about the way we, we can still evolve and change and shift. And like you said, I was that person. I was too busy to make time, carve out time to exercise, or even uh-huh. I was too busy to go to sleep uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like for years. It's like, I'm too busy to go to bed. Like how much, how little sleep do I need? Right. To make it. Right, <laughs> like, right, 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 right. Those, what time do I really strategies? have to go like, to bed? <laughs> like how far can I push my body? Right. And it's now we're really talking about that. That shouldn't be the expectation. That shouldn't be the norm. And we're living, we need to prioritize like uh-huh. having a fulfilling life. Yes. And as much as you may love your job and your job is your purpose and passion, that's one component of life. That's not all of it. Right. And we really have to figure out how to harmonize all of it. Like, I just love your approach and everything. So I want to talk before we wrap up about how people can work with you, um, the services and programs that you have and and share your website and social media. And those things will be in the description box as well. But I want people to hear about how they can work with you. Absolutely. So um, I love, I mean, let me just say, I love making sure that anything I provide to people is tailored and it's specifically to them. So a lot of times people say, oh, I can't, I can't find all your services. Well, I really encourage people to do a discovery call with me. Schedule a free discovery call because I like to understand where you are where you want to be and then let's strategically talk about the best way to get you there and that might not be a you know quote unquote cookie cutter service that's available it, it really may need to be something that's more tailored um my company t wheeler strategic solutions is really all about providing strategic solutions that are tailored and created for um my clients so but i will say i do have definitely 
offerings that I work with with individuals. I'll do one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, whether if that looks like a one-on-one -on -one VIP day, which I love. Those are so much fun. Um, it is a day that is completely dedicated to my client. We drive, you know, we really dive in for four and five hours. Um, we do a photo shoot and we do dinner. But most importantly, what would typically get done in four to six weeks, we compress in a day. And you have my undivided attention and you walk away with a one to two year career strategy and a vision and a mission. And what are the things that you need to work on for your resume and your LinkedIn and just wherever you are. But we tailor that VIP day to you. And so that's one of that's one of my favorites. I always talk about it because it's one of my favorites. And it's such a, a great way to work with individuals, both virtually and in person. Um, I also offer, of course, one on one coaching where we work together for six to eight weeks and really journey through uh, professional development and how to really not only discover and leverage your professional DNA, but then how do we apply that as you go along your professional journey. And again, with all of my services, we're gonna talk about career strategy and we're gonna talk about the tactics that you need to actually put it in place. Um, so I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I also offer uh, interview prep. My interview prep is really interesting because I don't think you can prep someone for an interview in a day. I just, I, 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 I know some people do, and they're great at it. For me, I think it takes two to three days to do it. And, I, and it's because my approach is a bit different. I like to do a bit of a kind of research and discovery call so that I can go do research to actually prepare you for the interview in your field and in your industry. And so I, if I come to you with just like basic interview prep one-on-one, -on -one, well, you could have Googled that. I want to come to you with things that are tailored and specific to the space in which you're looking to advance. And so I need to do that call with you first. And then in our second call, we're going through strategies and I'm sharing the research that I found. We're going through um, the strategic ways that you should tackle the interview. And then we do a mock interview. And those questions are coming from industry leaders um, and they're specific to your area to understand what are the types of questions that you may get and we do some remediation um, to help you kind of go through it and then on the day of your interview we do a mindset check and at least an hour to two hours before your interview um, we connect it's only for 30 minutes and we clear our minds and do some affirmations and some positive self-talk work so that you walk in like we just said that you know that you know that you know and you are going into this interview knowing that actually you're interviewing them you're you, you clearly have taken their interest because you're there and so we um we just take a different approach and really just mentally prepare you for um that interview so that's that's my framework and my process for it and i just haven't found a way to get that into one day so <laughs> i like to spread it out that's over amazing. time yeah. yeah i love that so and do you offer all of those services virtually so people in the world can work all of those services you? are virtual oh, um and i do them at all levels and one of the reasons um people say oh what are your, all your price points where well, it depends on where you are you know if i'm working with someone that is in you know um, coming into the workforce very early, right out of college, that looks very different from someone who was going into the C-suite. My C-suite clients, that's a whole nother conversation, right? Yeah. Um, my clients who are working in spaces where they're trying to go into senior leadership and, you know, in senior management, it's a different type of conversation that I'm going to have with someone who this is their first career job, right? Like that's, that looks very different. So I do have like base prices for some of my services that are on our website. They're in our professional mm -hmm. DNA career center. Um, but I still encourage people. I don't, I honestly, I don't want you to, I know this sounds crazy. Someone in sales would tell me I'm insane. I don't want you to purchase from the site. I want you to have a discovery call with me and then let's really 
think about what's going to work best. And then I always try to say, okay, well, I'm going to send you an email and I'm going to let you know, here's the services that I think might work. Um, some of them might be from the website and something might be that I really wanted to tailor and give you a proposal for here's how I think you would best succeed if we work together. So that's my approach and I, and I, and I love it, but I will say my favorite, my favorite are VIP days. One, cause they're just fun. Um, yeah. And especially VIP days with women. I work with women and men. I have I have both male and female clients, but I love VIP days with women because there's something about getting dressed up, having your face beat, and doing a yeah. photo shoot. And there's just something about it. And I do it in the middle of the VIP day so that it builds up the confidence for us to then build the career strategy, right? Yeah. I, I just it's one of my favorite pieces. And and we do it virtually. I actually spend the time, my team researches photographers in your area um, so that we're bringing the photographer to you. So um, it's, it, it doesn't have to be in person. I love to do in-person things. I'm in the um, DMV area. I'm in Virginia and like in the Alexandria area. So I love to do things in person or I will come to people. I will go to you. Um, and, you know, and we price that out accordingly, but it, it works virtually as well. And you still get all of the benefits um, from it. So I'd, I'd love to connect with anyone in your audience who really feels like they're at that spot where they want to advance in their career. They know there's something greater, but they're not quite sure how to tackle it. I would love um, the opportunity to just have the conversation. Is the conversation free? No, because it's going to cost you your time, but it will right. be an amazing 30 minutes. And even if we end up not working together, you'll get value just from having that conversation. Right. I love that. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know you offered all of those resources. <laughs> like, that is, I, as you were t I'm like, I'm not going to say people's names out loud, but I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm hitting some folks up. Like There's some people my way. I'd love to have conversations. You don't need to be venting to me. You need to call her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'd, I'd love to do it. I really would. I'd love to do it. It's been so much fun and it's, it's been crazy fulfilling for me. And, um, some people say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're still doing your nine to five. I love project management. I'm a project manager and I love it. So until I want to shift away from it or until my business grows to a point where it's like, all right, you got to start making some choices. But I, I love what I'm doing. I really, really do. And that's the beauty of it. I want other people to love what they do so they can do what they love. Like I want them to have that same type of love and fulfilling in their career. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what it is on Instagram, professional underscore DNA, LinkedIn, I'm Tarika Wheeler, super easy to find, um, are really my two primary, uh, channels. I do have a Facebook. It's just professional DNA, but I'm primarily spend a lot of time with an Instagram and LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thank you. Is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with before we wrap up? You know, I, I do. I, I want to leave the audience with this. If you believe that you can achieve, then you can. And I say that it's so simple. It, it, it sounds like it belongs on a t-shirt. If you believe that you can achieve, then you can. We have to do a better job of believing in ourselves and believing in our abilities to actually go after the things that we desire and that we deserve. And when we believe in ourselves, we become unstoppable. We become unstoppable. You are unstoppable when you can believe that you can achieve the desires of your heart. When you truly believe it, because when we believe in something, we latch onto it, especially women. Like if we really believe in that thing, forget about it. 
right? So I want you, the things that you just been holding on to that you really believe and you've been really strong minded about, do that for yourself. Believe in yourself the way you believe in some of those other things and watch what happens. You start achieving all the things that you want to, all the things that you desire in your life, in your career, in your family, right? I'm not just talking about growing as a professional. I'm talking about growing as a, as a person, as an individual, personal development. You will start to achieve those things if you just believe. That's Thank it. you for that. that. Thank you for sharing your time and Absolutely. expertise. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate the space that you're creating. I'm so glad that we connected and cannot wait to continue to engage with all that you're building and all that you're doing within She Confidential. Um, this has been a fantastic experience and I thank you. Thank you so much. I have been chatting with Ms. Rika Wheeler and I'm Charlene Ketchum. And until next time, yay! Yay! <laughs> Oh,